Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everyone. This Hello. is us, and we are back with Retro Ad Review. The I'm Carlos. We've already done the intro. It's in the intro theme. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now it's a more personal, non-canned intro. Okay. Yeah, uh, extra intro. Oh, extra. Um, right. Okay. So in case the intro wasn't clear enough, we're going to talk about commercials. We're going to play them for you. We're going to break them down. We're going to do the whole thing. And then we're going to rate them. And then you're going to be like, this is great. And then engage with us on our Instagram channel. Um, so today's topic is what? Today's topic is everyone's favorite thing. Candy. We're going to talk about candy. So the thing you used to eat as a kid before you got old and thought candy's not good for me anymore. Um, then you broke your news resolution and you ate candy anyway. Exactly. So we're going to just kind of dive right into it. And we're going to do a very classic one that everybody kind of knows. Everybody is familiar with this one. I think, actually, are kids familiar with this candy? Like the commercial? Uh, the commercial, maybe. Hmm. It's probably still around. All right. So introducing the Tootsie Pop commercial. Mr. Turtle, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? I never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. but we do know and we'll get into that in a minute um so this is a cool commercial (laughs) yeah that's it okay so so, classic looking i know reminds me of that what's that uh the hungry hungry caterpillar kind of animation it reminds me of schoolhouse rock kid looks like that kind of thing from 1970 Right. So Naked child talking to animals, how many um licks it takes to get to the Tootsie Roll. Why doesn't he just eat it? What, how many licks to get to take to the center? Why kids, is he so curious Kids about ask that? kids just ask questions, you know? Sometimes I guess true. Mine would be child, why are you in the forest with no clothes? Yeah, exactly. So like but, what's yeah. the point? So first he asks the turtle, and then famously he asks the owl, and the owl takes it. Yeah, so so to kind of get into it, um, it's just a little bit of background on the Tootsie Roll. The Tootsie Pop is actually from, you know, the Tootsie Roll family or whatever. Um, Did the turtle say honey, I never made it without biting? I don't know what he says. Sunny, I never made it without biting. That's Mr. Owl. Um, Anyway, um, Tootsie Pop is made... It was made in like the 30s and this commercial chocolate <laughs> the tootsie pop i think okay. also came about in the 30s um so they're very important 
and very important to our lives. Um, this commercial came out in 1970, and it's the one that coined the phrase 1970. of 1970. Yeah. Gee. So that's why it looks like it's Schoolhouse Rock. And what was the other thing that you mentioned? Uh, what did I mention? The uh, Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. The Hungry Caterpillar? The Hungry Caterpillar is pretty old. Um, anyway, it aired. The, the book is old. The special was in 93. I don't know that there was a special. I just meant like the art style, which yeah, came from the book, which is probably old. Um, so it debuted in 1970, which had the, which coined the phrase of how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? So we all know that phrase because of this commercial. And they played this thing like ad nauseum. Brainwashing um, power. Everyone knows that. I think overall, like, I, I think that's why everybody knows it. It's just because it's so commonly repeated. It's not um, super iconic, but I think they still play it and everyone still knows it. That well, that's, that makes it iconic. Like, if everyone knows it from that, like the owl. Yeah, but it's not um, like... Mickey Mouse, everyone's like, oh, Mickey Mouse, everyone knows who that is. And okay. Parody With, and within the U.S., I think it's, it's a cultural thing, I'd say, like, because yeah, everyone knows about it. Um, I don't think it's super huge, but it, I think a good chunk of people know about it, even yeah. in the younger generation, probably. So the commercials actually, so I think we watched a 30 second version of it, but there's a 60 second version and a 15 second version, which the 15 second version, I think is the one that's been opted for in recent history. And it's basically just the kid talking to the owl in the long version. He talks the to owl, a his cow, voice he talks to a fox, he talks to a turtle and he talks to an owl. Um, so he talks to four animals in the 30 second. He talks to two. And then in the last one, he talks to one. And all of them are quite. The one we watched. Yeah. Really freaking old turtle. And they're all famous. The the guys who do the voices. Well, I guess they're famous. They were famous for back then, and I guess famous Voice for actors. us. But like, unless some of those shows are still going on, um, I don't know if kids know who these like have heard these voices. Yeah, they're more around the Hanna Barbera, maybe. Well, like they acted and stuff and like howdy duty era and soapy sales and stuff but they went into the hanna barbera era so that the maybe 90s kids heard their voices when they reran all that stuff on country network or something yeah like boomerang or whatever Does that still exist because uh the owl is dick dastardly okay from wacky racers and uh gargoyle mouth from uh the the Smurfs. Smurfs. The, the weirdest thing I always remember about him is that his name is Paul Winchell. And then he's just some voice actor in there that he also created an artificial heart. Wait, he what do you mean by that? He like made the patent for the artificial heart or something like that. He made like a plastic valve tube or something. I'm like, what the heck? And his daughter, April, also does uh, voices now. Okay. Well, that's definitely weird so he's very famous for being the owl and for making hearts <laughs> it's like well cool how did find that in his free time it's like it's pretty different well that makes me feel terrible <laughs> um but anyway so uh, they they actually did a revert reversion they did a new version in the 90s where the boy talks to a robot and a dragon 
And rather than saying, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? He says, how many licks does it take? How many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Which ruins it, ruins the flow. That's not true, but how many about ruining the flow? I mean, um, I barely remember that one because I always saw the owl. Yeah, I think I do remember the turtle, but I don't remember the yeah, long the turtle, one. Yeah. I remember the turtle and I remember, I remember just the owl, but I don't remember like the fox or the whatever. Um, but anyway, Tootsie Pops are kind of like a very, like they're kind of that weird candy that exists in your universe. Like it's not ones that you're like, oh, I got a Snickers for Christmas or something, but you might end yeah, up with a for Halloween, it's like Halloween. ones you don't want, but you kind of get it anyway. I was like, yeah, yeah it's, it's better than generic brand, whatever, but not what I want. Which is <laughs> a little shame because I want a Tootsie. I like Tootsie Pops, so like if I got them, I'd be really happy. I didn't like the sweetness of the candy plus the chewiness of the chocolate. So I, I was like, love Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> like I loved Tootsie Rolls that had like the vanilla ones. God, I really loved those. Tasted Tootsie like artificial nothing. Tootsie Rolls on their own are fine, but like together with the hard. I always liked that though. I always like candies. Candy. I always like candies like lollipops that had gum on them. So like this was the kind of thing that kind of worked for me. So it's if like someone chocolate. didn't want their Tootsie Roll or Tootsie Pop or whatever, then I would happily take it. Chocolate gooey gum. Chocolate uh, gooey gum. No, that, that was more like a resin. I. I like the blow <laughs> better because it gave you gum and it tasted sweet like the, the shell. This you would chew it like 30 times and then you chocolate. would just have to throw it I away. I like how it was sweet hard candy, but sweet chocolate, chewy chocolate. I mean, I get what you're saying and I think that's why a lot of people... Especially when you're like chewing it. on the chocolate and then you're still chomping on the crunchy parts when you're chewing on the chocolate. Well, then you're just eating it wrong. <laughs> um, they lick it to the center, not bite it. How... Like, like that owl. Well, I like the Tootsie Pops. I mean, there was this rumor as well, like when you were a kid, um, that it was something special on the wrapper. So I was looking it up actually. And I think there was one about like unbroken circles. And then there was one where like there was a kid aiming a bow and arrow at a star. And if you turned that into a shop, like if you, you handed that in, then you might get some free items or something like that. But that was actually not true. Like Tootsie Pop, didn't ever what? sanction, you know, any of that. But so, was that how big was that? Because I don't quite remember that. I remember it, but I remember being told Wait, it. Was that like that was one of those pre-internet rumor things that spread? How yeah, spread? I don't know how anything spread back then. Like I was talking about this with a friend, and I think the way that things spread is like someone goes, "This is amazing," and then their their cousin they tell their cousin and then their cousin drives down from connecticut to florida to visit their other cousin and then it kind of starts from there like i think it's just this giant kid network that exists and i don't know the ins so and outs of it but it happens candy store people find out well like if i mean like imagine finally picked it up boring like fluff news and like when oh, you say candy people what are you it? talking about who the candy store owners and the candy uh, how did the candy store people find out i mean like if a kid walks in and goes i think oh, i'm yeah. supposed to get something free like that's clearly how a candy store phone and the fact that the candy store owners got it enough that they <laughs> decided they decided they actually gave you free tootsie pops so some of them oh. did some of them were like oh this is cool so they went like yeah okay give me the wrapper and here's i want to try that day i want to get an adorable child and say i heard 
on the internet or I heard somewhere that if you get this, you get this for free. And then maybe some like poor teenager behind the counter, like Pizza Hut or something like, I I can't say no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, I think, I think, I think most store owners, like a Tootsie Pop costs nothing. So I think they're probably um, likely to do that like kind of nicely. Or they'll yeah. politely refuse you if you're a cute I kid. I don't remember at all about the redeemable rapper stuff, though. I remember hearing about it. I don't think I ever did. And I don't I ever remember. I remember seeing three like, circles, but not three. But I also don't remember seeing a, a kid with a bow and arrow in a star. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's really small. Like, it's really tiny. Like, the kid. Oh, it's the all thing. there? Like, it's, it's, just, there? it's just one kid. I don't remember that one at all. Um, if I find a picture of it, I'll show it to you. But like, it's a. I think it became enough of a thing that. Um, oh, so just the random stuff around it. Yeah, it's the kid. Sh- ha- there's a star there. So in some of them, there is no star. I think. Because um, Tootsie Pops have different. Like the rapper has like kids playing and stuff. <laughs> Who made and- this up? I don't know, but this actually became a thing where I think Tootsie Roll Company or whatever it's called actually acknowledges it now. So I think they have a story or they talk about it on their website and stuff like that. Um, They took it. So I think they're able to do that. I wonder who the first person that did that. I was like, I did that, but nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's funny how that started. I really would like to know how it started, but I don't know if it did. 57-year-olds who was born in like 1960 something. (laughs) Um, So going back to the commercial, the key element of this commercial is this kid is trying to find out how many licks it takes to get to the center. Um, And then that piece of crap owl just straight up eats his Tootsie Pop, which is really rude. Um, The way he says it is iconic too. A one. A A one. That's so mean. This owl's a jerk. I always thought that when I was a kid, I was like, that owl just like took his Tootsie Pop and ate it. Like he didn't give it back to him, like shoving it in his face. Yeah, he gives him back to throw away the like stick. Like this is a very rude commercial. He should have said, shove it up your butt, owl. (laughs) Well, because this is such, at least in my opinion, it's because it's such kind of like an iconic commercial within the US. um, So. Is there an answer? People looked up the answer. Like, they tried to get it done. So a number of universities have actually done studies on this. And we pretty much get a range of, like, 70 to 222. So in one study, it took 364 licks using a licking machine. I don't know what that means. You could do one lick every day of the year. That would actually be kind of cool. That would be interesting and And disgusting. Um, and then it took 252 licks, um, with students. So the licking machine took 364 and the students took 250. Um, but then there were more studies and it's kind of like the median amount is 144. So we can probably say like a hundred to two. Let's average that out. 365, 70 to 222. Let's put the average. No, like they already (laughs) figured out the average. It's a median of 144. Like I think we can ignore the 364 because that's using a licking machine again yeah but you have to factor that in what is going on that 
I don't we care can... about the median. I care about the mode. <laughs> there is no mode. There is no mode. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, let's just go with like 150. 150 licks should roughly, like, should safely get you to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Unless the you do center. what Mr. Owl does and just crunch what, down. What does that mean, the center, though? Like, it, your tongue saliva is going to wear it down until you can see the center? Or like the whole shell is gone? I think the shell? I don't know. Well, yeah, actually, I'm probably gonna try it one day. Oh. Full surface approach. No, I think because if you look a little bit further, it's, it's like kind a little of bit to the side. A, a mouth suck is a, a the whole shell. So I think there's kind of different ways that people lick, and I think from some of the studies they did the like style. a licking style with licking with one side, and then a full surface approach, which is kind of so if you do it one-sided, it can be from like almost 218 or whatever, 218, and the other one is like 180 to 200 or whatever. Universities did this. What, like, for what class? For fun? For what? I don't know. I figure any stupid person could do it, and a newspaper idiot could do it well, like, oh, I think okay, the difference with universities is that they can replicate it and they're going to get people to try it and they'll just get kind of for like what for attention for the the school probably I mean some schools do that for it I don't no, know whatever. it's just for attention attention seeking universities all right I think we've had enough of the Tootsie Pops let's move on to the next one which is also a lickable piece <laughs> more licking more licking. I mean, most, I mean, not most. Okay. A lot of candies involve some kind of licking element. All right. So here's the next one. They look like babies. Hey, it's baby bottle pop. It's a baby bottle pop. Just lick the pop, dip it and shake it. And lick it again. It's a baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. It's a candy pop. You lick and dip. You lick and dip. Um, lick a dip. So baby bottle pop. I don't um, know if they were trying to imitate the... What year was this? 98. 98? I, it sounded like they were trying to imitate like 1950s... Like the, the look of it has like a 1950s diner thing and the 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 guy at the end sounded like Wolfman Jack radio DJ. Um, from American Graffiti and stuff. To roughly explain the commercial, it's just a bunch of kids in a diner. You're right. They're in this weird diner. They're all like nineties like, clothes. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing nineties clothes. They're like twelve. I mean, diners exist in the nineties and they still exist today. Yeah, so it's like replicated like a fifties pop thing. It's weird. Okay. They Explain pretty it. much just go to the camera and just keep shoving a baby bottle pop in your face and they keep licking it in front of you, which is all a bit weird. They and essentially they, Yeah, exactly. Like the commercial tells you how to do it, and the kids, as the commercial song is telling you, the kids are doing it. So they're like, lick it dip it shake it That's and then they're like gross. your sticky saliva and the sticky substance to get to get some more of the crystals on it it's like ugh. i'll say one thing this is fun dip except like slightly less gross because yeah, fun fun dip, dip, right? like a stick like a sugar cane you had a sugar stick and you dipped it into the sugar powder in a paper pouch so you know as you were licking, either getting like the the paper pouch all spitty and saliva 
Um, I yeah, that's exactly it. Like the paper pouch would eventually get kind of wet from your spit. It's just gross. Like fun dip was actually very tasty because it's pure sugar. Stick, but and then when you're eating that stick, it it just dissolves because it's sugar too. Like, yeah, you're always just so tempted just biting that stick too. This oh is man, the gross. stick! I remember it's the stick. Delicious, I have like I these. Guess, but it's gross. I have like these visceral. Is that the right word? Whatever. Like memories. Like I can taste that fun dip stick. Like I can feel the like texture in my mouth. Like it's all very strange. Um, this is, on the other hand, this is just really gross. I always hated this thing because of the spittiness of it all. It's like one of those things where you don't, like with potato chips, you can save them for later. You roll up the bag and put the pin on it and then put it away. Yeah. This is like, where do I put this? How do I save this in a good area? Because then when you open it, it's like all sticky and your saliva is there or it's too dry. Yeah, it's, like, it's not. It's disgusting. It's, it's, you know, it's a kid thing. <laughs> like, but even as a kid, I did also find it. As a kid, the most random thing sell. It's like, oh, it's a sucker, but it's also a bottle shape. Yeah, it's these kids look like teenagers here in their baby bottle. Isn't there a little bit cooler way of looking at it, like soda can pop or something? I yeah, I don't know if the idea is just because it's fun. I don't actually know. It's fun dip in bottle form. It's yeah, it's just easier. Super gross. So this actually came out in 1998. So it's not an old candy by any means. I think it still exists exists and there were different versions so there's like that original version and then there's like a 2d one or something i don't know it's kind of weird um, and they're even doing the snapping uh snap in like 1950s groove kind of i thing. think that's what it's kind of going for because and that know, voice is definitely wolfman jack imitation this is really weird even even though like it's the 80s when they they did like 50s replica stuff like 3d glasses and stuff why into the 19 i think maybe they're trying to make it like wholesome or whatever i think that might yeah, be the angle to so it remember what like back to the future the what was the the late 90s had the the swing revival maybe i don't know yeah i mean yeah the 90s did have that swing revival and this would have been in that era i think yeah. um but like in this commercial the, i don't know i think it's just it's kind of funny i do think it's interesting that like it's doing the like classic jingle thing so like jingles were kind of passe in the 90s but because this was targeting really? like little kids well, yeah i think they started kids, getting like kids lost stuff, kids stuff i think still had a lot of yeah jingles. and i think kids stuff still it. do jingles it's just jingles no longer apply to like adult or teenage things one of those kids gotta be famous or something or was in some other show or something hmm. I, have no idea. I don't know um i know it's gross so yes there was um i mean baby bottle pop has kind of stayed the same there hasn't been much change to it i mean they've done other commercials of it like of course they would because it's you know candy and they want to keep selling there was one like in the 2000s where they had like two baby heads like superimposed on the bodies of like older kids it's it's gross and weird but, and it feels like so specific to the 2000s again you know when the 2000s went like a different weird. kind of weird like you know the yeah. colors started getting a bit more muted and it got a little bit more but strange i don't, I don't quite remember i don't quite remember that one but 
I thought they licked it and then their heads turned into babies. I just remember baby heads. But. Yeah, the baby heads. I think that's what it is. I just remember the baby heads and remember not enjoying that because they kind of giggle as well. Um, but Baby Bottle Pop, I think, still exists in 2008. This is a fun fact. The so Jonas Brothers did like a reworked song, a reworked jingle to it. Which I can hear them stupid. saying, I feel like yeah, that... Like hip Disney Channel kind of kids instead of... Uh, I feel like post 2004, like 2005 onwards, I have no idea like what went on in like pop culture. I think it's just like a black hole in my mind. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. Cause like, I remember hearing about the Jonas Brothers, but I have no idea who they were. I did. They were like completely outside of my realm of relevance um, in that period. So I don't know why, but I always just thinking like, Oh man, the Jonas Brothers, like they were a thing. I had just no concept of them. Um, all right, so that was Baby Bottle Pop. Shall we move on to the next? Sure. And now the next one is an iconic. I don't like saying the word iconic. I feel like it's just been turned into this where everything's iconic. But, but I guess it is an iconic so. brand, so that's of why I'm using iconic. Um, right. So a lot. So this one's a really short one, but we're just gonna go with it. You know what I love about being on TV? All you people watching out there can't eat us. So tough noogies. Excuse me, I like to eat a lot. Save us! <laughs> um, brief description of that commercial. Pretty short. Empty space. It has the three M&Ms. Well, three of them. I like how all the M&Ms have a personality. So there's the red one yeah. who's kind of, you know, your lead guy. Then there's the yellow one. Who had who's kind of that doofy sounding um, fella, and then it also has the orange one, which was like crispy, and he was always extremely yeah. nervous, like just a nervous guy. Well, the other ones that they had, they had a. When did he pop up? I thought he was popped up later. When I think did he did. Up? I don't like, remember when they did 90, crispy. I thought crispy was way later, but I guess it's like ninety eight because this commercial was when two thousand. This one. So then. Oh dang! Yeah, like ninety eight or something. Yeah, I don't know when the crispy came out. Because like nervous crispy guy here, they're rendering here with the 3D. It looks like one of those Microsoft like mid 90s like Encarta encyclopedia CD-ROM kind of intro guys. Like, hey, I'm Donnie. I will guide you through this encyclopedia. They they don't look like as look as they do now. They still look a little bit rough yeah i like them though i feel like they still look pretty good i think because they were so basic cgi like they can look good in whatever wait. time that you produce wait a minute how many are there so there's what like the spoke candies yeah okay um, there are six of them. So there's Red, which I was looking at. And what's kind of cool is Red was voiced originally by John Lovitz. Voice. Yes, I remember he sounded like John Lovitz, but then... Billy West. So I was... Okay, Billy West. So Billy West does his voice. The original yellow voice was John Goodman. I guess when they... Followed by J.K. Simmons. I got used to the the older... I mean, I guess I got used to the replacement ones. I didn't know yeah. who they were. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons does the voice for the yellow spokes candy peanut, which is today. I think so. I mean, I haven't seen anything further. That guy's 
everywhere. And he's yeah, he just does whatever he wants. Um, and then there was there's Green, and she's kind of like the sexy one. She's Curry Summer again. Yeah. Um, then there's the orange one that was there, which is the crispy guy, and he got reintroduced. That's his voice. Eric Kirkberger. Um, he got reintroduced or something like that when Pretzel M&M's came out in the 2000... Wait, they left him? I remember he was with Pretzel. Yeah, so the left Pretzel, him? there's like kind of a Pretzel guy who helps him out or something like that. I think they just kind of brought the character back. He's not confident or something? Yeah. And then there's Blue, who was the cool guy. And then there's Brown, which is just like, she's like a librarian, like a sexy librarian. I thought like Green the women Brown M&M ones are kind of like sexy, which is kind of weird to me. Don't they have a sexy M&M commercial with like the green or something? Yeah. Um, she's just like seductively eating candy. Who does the Brown voice? Mrs. Brown is voiced by Mrs. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams? Miss Brown, excuse me. Um, she's the chief chocolate officer, and she made her debut at, in the Super Bowl, um, where they assume she's not the green because her shell is the same color as her inside. She's um, naked. She's not naked. She has a shell, but it's the same color as her insides. But they just think she's naked. Yeah, they thought she was initially like, uh, "What's happening here?" Kind of thing, you know. So, like the orange guy was like nervous or something. Probably. Um, I don't remember it fully, but yeah, the red M M&M, and M. You know, I just remember. I remember when they popped out, I do remember it was John Lovitz, but then it changed. So I was like, that's, I guess it wasn't. So well, there you go. So it's been I remember the red dude who was always kind of like the cocky leader guy. Yeah. Yellow dude was dumb. But affable. I when the blue guy popped out, he was cool and they didn't like him at first. But then the he made guy it was nervous because everyone liked Crispy and they wanted to eat him. Yeah. And then the green one popped out, and she was all hot, which was weird. Yeah. Orange, the the brown one came out. Yeah, the brown ones, I guess she's also kind of hot. There's this online internet which thing weird, which has them as, like, les- lesbians, which is funny. <laughs> just like, all right, sure, why not? Um, the I think only one I remember cute. a big deal about was when the blue one came out. Um, they- yeah. It was the election. When did, Blue came out in 1995, which oh, feels no. like... I remember when Blue... So, so M&M's is... Okay, so just go into the kind of universe of what the M&M's are. So the M&M's candy came about in the 1930s, and it actually is a biter candy. So um, Forrest Mars Sr., uh, the son of the founder of the Mars Company, um, basically just copied the idea of Smarties, which is a British candy, which is just M&M's. It's the same thing. Um, so he took it. Um, he took it and he brought it to the US, uh, like his own version. Um, and, you know, he kind of produced it. And it came about during kind of like the 1930s, 40s. So it was during that chocolate rationing phase because of the war. Um, <laughs> so the, the M&M's, like, so one of the M's stands for... Uh, Mars Senior, the founder or whatever. And then Bruce Murray is the other M. And he's the son of the Hershey's chocolate president, I think, at the time. Um, which I think that relationship helped them, M&M's kind of come into being in turn with the chocolate because Hershey's had control of the ration chocolate during that period. So they used Hershey chocolate Imagine in m awesome that would be if you had the, the monopoly on 
yeah right chocolate <laughs> Hershey's isn't that good um and so 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 that's how M&Ms came to be and M&Ms were actually very favored by the U.S. Army so it was their kind of like big buyer I suppose the rations I guess because yeah because of the rations but it also didn't let the the chocolate didn't melt, like they could carry it and chocolate wouldn't melt. So, you know, if you had a chocolate bar, like the chocolate would melt, but because it kind of had the candy coating and they were small, mm-hmm. then it could become like it wouldn't melt as easily. So in the end of the 1940s, so 1949, um, the tagline melts in your mouth, not in your hand kind of came about. So it's it came out in the forties. It kind of came big. Peanuts were introduced in the 1950s and then they started adding in kind of the new colors. So I think it was mainly in like, tan or something like that um but you know it became a bigger and bigger thing m&m so in the 80s it expanded internationally like to you know asia europe all this kind of stuff and then in the 90s it exploded i guess yeah i think it just went international just went everywhere so in the 90s is when they started experimenting a bit more i guess you could say like at home so they started they wanted to get rid of the tan version for tan so they did this uh election voting type thing where it was pink purple and blue and blue blew all the other colors out of the water um 54 percent 54 percent with more than 10 million votes like i remember that a lot million they were tying it to the u.s election which was stupid 95 (laughs) oh 96 oh yeah yeah, I guess what they do that. Um, makes sense. So then... Only, that was the biggest thing I remember. I do remember that. Not the blue dude won, and the other two just kind of disappeared. Just disappeared. I remember the red guy didn't like the blue guy. Yeah, he the red guy didn't like the blue guy. Jazz. Now he's he just, just kind of in the background. The blue guy was too cool. Um, the only but, other thing I remember that was huge... When was it that they did that gray or silver M&M contest? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Four or something? What was it? I don't know. I think it was just one of those kind of standard... Uh, it was pretty big, though. Marketing kind of things. It was huge. Um, hmm. I don't remember yet, but I do remember it was kind of like mystery. But there was a big fad time of mystery flavors and stuff. Did you know they got rid of the crispy M&M? Um, like, because I always remember that because I remember the crispy M&M just kind of disappearing. Like, it was discontinued in 2005, but then they brought it back 10 years later. So, I think the crispy M&M as a character exists again. The orange dude left? Yeah, I think they just don't show him anymore. Fighting or working with a pretzel? Well, he was working with the pretzel, which came in, in 2010. So, I think they kind of reintroduced, but... Between 2005 and 2010, I don't think he really existed because they got rid of Crispy, at least in the U.S., because I think it was available elsewhere, but they got rid of Crispy. Um, and then when they introduced the pretzel thing, they kind of brought him back because they probably this just is, said, like, we need another mascot. This is pretty good for the ads because, like, they're characters in themselves. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's what makes Eminem so interesting. As far as 15-second commercial, it's kind of creepy, though. You have, they're like, haha, you can't eat us because that was the beginning that I think the beginning is they're trying to eat the red and the blue, yellow guy. Yeah, and I mean that's what the yeah. commercial is about. Like they're like, we like being here because we don't get eaten. And then you know, Patrick Warburton comes Patrick in and he's like, I'm gonna Warburton. eat you. What? Uh, what would people know Patrick Warburton as? 
Um, his biggest role is probably the putty guy from Seinfeld. But I don't think that's his biggest role anymore. He's like the voice yeah, exactly guy now from more. Family Guy. Yeah, Joe and all that. He's been the. He's, 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 tick? he's in everything, but as yeah. far as well, live action, I'm not sure what. He was in a. He was in like a general sitcom, like Rules of Attraction. No, like huge anymore. Like what was I, it, a huge thing he did? I don't know. He's always kind of there, and especially with voice acting, he's like yeah. Like I think he's very, he's very everything. well known. Like he's the voice acting guy. Like he's Kronk. Like that's probably one of the biggest things. Um, but anyway, what I was going to get to actually, or what I was going to talk about is my hatred of certain parts of Eminem. So like Eminem's has been really good at marketing. So like you remember the ET craze, which was then copied by Mac and Me with Reese's Pieces. Oh, um, there was a. Uh, well, sorry, not Eminem's, but Eminem's refused or decided they didn't want to do it. Um, which then Reese's Pieces fill, filled in the gap what? for E.T., which e. is just like, poof, yeah. So E.T. Yeah. wanted to do Eminem, I think, um, but they were like, no thanks. And then they went Why with not? like second tier. Because, I don't know, Why maybe because they were like, we're, we're not, I would suspect it's probably because it would have cheapened the brand, like, you know, putting it as part of a TV, like movie thing or something like oh, that. What, what else did, didn't they do? other brands and stuff i think so um wait remember mac and me like what did he eat Ugh. was it skittles skittles and coke <laughs> oh so bad um but kind of like what we were saying with m&ms um was it uh like like you were saying the blue one m&m excuse me blue m&m campaign the kind of white m&m campaign they've been everywhere like they're huge which brings me to the soulless stupidity of Eminem world. I genuinely do not understand Eminem world. Soulless <laughs> <laughs> stupidity. So, so, right. So the reason why this is a particular kind of bugbear, whatever you want to call it of mine, is because... Up my butt. Oh, so when I lived in London, like, there was... <laughs> Like you go to like you visit London or whatever and you're like, Wow, it's London, whatever. Um and you go to Piccadilly Circus, which is kind of like Times Square for London, and then next to is Leicester Square. And it's where every single tourist goes. You see people wandering around doing whatever it is that they want. And just but you see so many people with M M&M and bags, like like shopping bags that say M M&M. and M's. Yeah, and you're just like, why? What? And Do then, they sell like hot dogs and popcorn or just M&M's? It's just freaking M&M's. Like, what? I don't understand it. Okay, the other thing with the UK is that the UK had, the UK had Smarties, um, which I don't necessarily think are like as like Smarties. I wouldn't put on the same kind of pedestal as M&M's are within the US. I think are a little bit better, right? Smarties, like, I, personally, I think the chocolate over there is better than u.s chocolate sorry <laughs> it's just nicer i think um but but whatever putting that aside like eminem's like like just just contextually because i think there's also eminem world in new york city have you been to eminem world i have been to eminem world okay so you're saying just, it's not just like to put Willy just to, this is the thing just to put into context like it's not as magical em- as Wonka. no it isn't it's stupid so 
let me get through this because it's just what I really want to just pour this I out because I hate it upset about so this. much. It's so <laughs> stupid. It actually gets me so annoyed. Um, right. So con- putting it into context, from my understanding, when it comes to like kind of UK candy, like, you know, they're not as big into Snickers and stuff. It's probably more Mars and their own particular types like dairy milk and things like that. So even Smarties, which is the copied candy, like M&M's copied Smarties. Smarties, I wouldn't say is necessarily like, you know how big M&M's are in the US. M&M's yeah. are like kind of like Hershey's, like emblematic of candy, yeah. you know, Snickers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Smarties isn't at that level. Like Smarties is probably like a smaller, not smaller, but it's, it's a candy that everybody knows, but it's not like their, their choice or whatever. Like you would see people dying or fighting over the merits of dairy milk before, you know, you even bother with Smarties. So Screw these Smarties. they already have an M&M. M&Ms are not that common. Like, I think they've become more common over time. But when I first arrived there and when I lived there and stuff, like, you know, you'd go to the shop and you'd go to the like yeah. convenience store or whatever. And, you you know, when you select your candies and stuff, like M&Ms aren't really there. They're very American candies. They're all concentrated so, in the M&M world. <laughs> so why is there an M&M world in possibly one of the most high traffic areas no in the world? Like, this isn't even like... Oh, it's a, you know, it's a very popular place. It's like, it's Leicester Square. It's where people travel to London from all over the world and they go to M&M World. So you walk into M&M World and it's got like a giant version of the peanut guy and this, and you just, it's just this like various ways to buy M&Ms. You can buy M&Ms in like bulk. In a place where it isn't as sold. Yes, where it's not nearly as popular. Like, it sort of makes sense to have M&M World in New York, but like, and again, prime real estate, like why is it there? And again, oh even, okay, even the with that, like why the hell, like there's nothing in there. There's not like this wonderful cafe where it's like, oh, they serve this amazing, I don't know, scone or something like M&M that. M&M cake. Like they do nothing. It's just purely, we're selling M&Ms. We're selling like, I don't know, shirts with M&Ms on it, towels with M&Ms on it. Just like, it's, it's pure just consumerism that, I clearly doesn't make sense, but it works. I think it works because if you're walking around Leicester Square, there will be people with M&M bags, and I don't understand it. This is weird to me. It so I bet you the entrance sense. has like the red guy and the yellow guy with slightly bent knees and their arms out. Like yes, arms. yeah, exactly. Like if you walk in, and oh, one of them is wearing like the what is it, beef eater uniforms? Wait. Do they even have rides or what? No, it's nothing. It's so just it's like a like, store. It's just M&M's? a store. Like think of you know the Disney store, <laughs> but for M and M's. The Disney store has like toys and. Yeah, there are toys of M and M's, but like. Yeah, of course, they're toys. But they have like toys. They have videos. They have lots of stuff. And it's Disney like has a it's lot like of stuff to sell. It's like, it's, what? it's like two the, or three. It's like candies. It's like two stories. <laughs> two stories. Like, you go upstairs. Like, there's an upstairs to this M&M world. They don't even have, like, a basketball court? Like, they have nothing. Like, there's nothing interesting. Like, there's nothing, like, inter- like, this like is genuinely weird. interactive about this. It's just... I'm going to look this up on, like, the internet and, like, videos. Like, someone say, hey, I'm visiting M&M world. Unless they're fascist and they'll let you uh, from, have cameras or something. From my understanding, a lot of people feel this way about that M&M world. It just is... Americans are the whole like a lot of people in the world i think i don't know i think i think just from people that i lived with that live there as well like baffled by it and it's not outside on like a, some random 
no like with peach my stuff. god like it's it's in the actually, middle of like times square kind of thing yes like it's 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 that like <laughs> it's like you just walked it's like on a main thoroughfare it's one of the things when you're just walking around and you don't like it's like oh let's go down this weird nondescript street whoa there's an m&m world here it's just like boom m&m world this is weird to me and i don't it upset I mean, it's, it, it like it upset me it's just i i think i would get more upset by tourists holding bags of m&ms like like shopping bags and you're just like but why 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 like what compelled like you, the shopping bag what compelled you to go to london and like buy the m&ms bag, the shopping bag is like an m&m bag or like they like, have bag full of M&M's, like Halloween bags. Well, they can have that, but like there's a particular bag, so it's yellow. Okay, this might be years now. Like maybe they've changed slightly. I don't know. Like the real estate must be so, like it must cost so much in rent. Sorry, but like anyway, um, the, the bags, like think of a nice bag. Like if you go to, not like a cheap Barney's. bag. <laughs> yeah, like think of that. Like, you know, when you get like a nice Nordstrom bag, that kind of cardboardy yeah, yeah, thing. Paper and it has, bag thing yeah, and, the, and it has like a nice kind of handle, like yeah, maybe like kind of ropey type of thing. So that's what yeah, an M&M right. bag. It's yellow and it has the M&M logo slapped on either side of it. So it's very clearly you bought something from M&M, M&M World. And but the bag. bag's full of what? Like the so, toys and so, the candy? So you open it. Yeah, it's probably full of a toy. Like Here's the thing. I don't actually know how this works, but it could be like, again, London gets a lot of tourists. Is so it, it profitable? Could, I don't know. <laughs> M&M World has been there for years. Why is it called the world instead of store? Like I lived there for like, for, for like basically I lived in the UK for like 10 years. Like M&M World has been there for at least 10 years. <laughs> it's, 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 um, I hate it. It's I don't want to hear any more of this. This is upsetting me. I want Willy Wonka or Bust. Okay. M&M World is terrible. Uh, now, moving on from that. God, sorry. Horrible. That was really intense. <laughs> Horrible, right? Uh, music to the review portion. All right. So, which was your least favorite? <laughs> my least favorite was the Eminem world. Uh, oh my god, the M&M World is the largest candy store, the world's largest candy store in London. Stop it. <laughs> Just <laughs> tell it to stop. I'm By virtue lose, of that, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> By virtue of that, M&M's is my least favorite commercial. <laughs> um, oh man. Let me see. I guess my least favorite would be probably Baby Bottle because it's like, why do you have 90s kids with 1950s um, aesthetics and uh, that was last decade. DJ from the 1950s talking at the end. Wolfman, it's just weird the anachronism to me. And the candy, I just kind of hate on its own because of spittiness and the top you had to put back on. I remember the even grosser one, the the offshoot where it was like baby. Was it the jewel one? The the big giant ring jewel ring pop. Yeah, ring pop. Just, it keeps getting worse. Wait, does so that one's jingle? I don't know, but uh, yeah. So for those reasons, uh, baby bottle pop is my least favorite. 
Um, the jingle, not too bad, but... You know what? I agree with you. Um, so what do we have? We have M&M's, Baby Bottle Pop, and Tootsie Roll. Baby Bottle Pop would be at the bottom of my queue here. Mainly because, well, a lot of the reasons that you kind of said, I'm not nearly as offended by the 50s diner situation. Um, it's a less interesting candy. It's kind of gross. The commercial is good. It's, it's fun. I mean, like, the jingle is insane. Um, and I like that. And I like commercials with jingles. So this should be higher, but like just like pretty it's much based. We still know the jingle. But yeah. Overall, it's just boring. So based Have on- some fun dip instead and be grosser, <laughs> no. but it's tastier. Well, actually, if you're on a budget, fun dip would probably be better. I remember them being really cheap. Um, uh, my next least would be, or middle, I guess, would be uh, the M&M's. Yeah, same. I here. mean, there's really nothing offensive or good about it. I guess slightly good because like, haha, they're not going to eat anymore. And then some giant dude comes by and gets these giant M&M's to eat. It's like, yeah, it's cute. That's what the running gag was before they were going to get eaten. Yeah. But I said, yeah, they're tasty. That's, and it's, to emphasize the blandness, they're not rendered super well, and it's just white. Yeah, it probably just made it easier to animate and to add a live-action character in there to keep the kind of bland white background. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, this one's also my second favorite, and I think that's pretty much just carried by the characters because... All in all, as a commercial itself, it's not that interesting. It's really dry. And I would say probably Baby Bottle Pop with its kind of manic throwing a Baby Bottle Pop at your face is probably a bit better in that sense. But I, I mean, this is built off of the relationship characters. we've had with these characters for a really long time. Yeah. So I like how the red dude is kind of like the marginally, smarter, the marginally smarter, like cocky leader guy. Yeah. They all have their like... like Mo or butthead or something <laughs> they all have very clear kind of one of the personalities so i think that's why i like it. and it's all very short and they're like we're not gonna get eaten that's why we like being in the tv and then a guy threatens their mean? lives <laughs> <laughs> um so that's kind of funny in a kind of dark way yeah. yeah at least they didn't i like how they didn't keep that theme though it's like they're gonna get eaten ha 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 but uh that's enough so our favorite is the super duper classic 1970s Tootsie Roll commercial. Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl. Kid's annoying. <laughs> Mr. Turtle, I'm harassing you so I can eat it. Mr. Turtle is not having it in this commercial. He's like, I don't know, man. He probably does know, but he doesn't just, like, care just ask the owl. Like I, you know, actually the turtle's probably quite rude as well because the turtle was like, "Ask the owl," and he knows the owl's gonna eat that. Like it's kind of like you wake up your mom and like, "Ask your dad." He's like, <laughs> and your dad's gonna say no. Um, yeah, dad I mean, <laughs> I think for me the reason why this is tops is well, it's super classic. It's really classic. And it tells a good little yeah. story. This kid's just trying to figure it out. The animation looks like a, a like a golden book storybook. Yeah. He talks and to the, an a-hole owl. It's all chill. So The owl's smart because he's wearing a graduation cap and glasses. All owls wear graduation caps. Are you unaware of this? But yeah, just pretty much it's just super classic. You see it rerunning and like all the time. And I, I see it kind of kind of during the uh winter like christmas stuff like when it's playing frosty or something yeah 
probably because that's old too. That's from like the 60s. Yeah. Oh man, the Hershey's commercial, the Christmas one is also super old. I like that they keep commercials. I like that they keep commercials for a long time. I think it's kind of nice. It makes you feel a bit warm. Yeah, I like that. This one's super iconic too. Yeah. And it it pondered that question that apparently universities waste their time to figure out. How many lifts does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? It was iconic enough to just get a bunch of university nerds start licking candy. Um, okay, well, I think that's In various it. ways. With <laughs> licking right. machine. Well, that was uh, this episode, which drew more out of us than we thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what these ads are supposed to do they're supposed to make you think tirelessly about the product that you want to eat it or use it or buy it i think think about the product is why i would put it because they're not meant to make you think they're just meant to make you go i will i will buy this hence why i said think yeah about the product about the product (laughs) think ellipses about the product uh well we hope you think this was a decent episode or a good one, anyway. <laughs> I am low. <laughs> I hope you think it's decent. <laughs> I hope you've managed to listen to it. Um, cool. Well, if you have, we appreciate your uh, time spent on listening to this. Um, if you like us, make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. So, you know, share it on Spotify and say, this is fun to listen to. Enjoy. Um, we're on all the we're on pretty much all the major podcast networks, um, and we talk about ads, so that's always fun. So we'll be back soon with a new commercial series uh, where we talk about it ad nauseum. And with that, I think we're done. So bye, bye.